That's a concept we're working on. We're working on that with you. We're working on a lot of concepts. See, now I can hear my distance. I can see why this could be helpful. I just really hope we don't look like the how I think I look. You look fine. Like Mickey? Also, this is exactly how last week started with you going, I hope I don't look like a fool and me telling you you look fine. Yeah. And then how did that turn out? I looked like a fucking fool. No, you did it. Okay, our promo videos, though? Pretty solid. They were solid, but I was... It was... Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Sweetie, love you. So, David, not the first or second clap, the third clap, but the fourth clap is for a different camera. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, we've got three cameras now. Three cameras, you guys. One right back. Three cameras. We got you. One producer. We got you. One beautiful makeup artist. And Matt, go. We got you with the with. We got you. You know, I was saying we like we got. Let's do it. Like we got you. You. We got you. You and me. <laughs> got to point at your camera, dumbass. And then we got you. <laughs> we got us. We got us. Remember that song mom used to make us sing? What it was song? always wrong. Like Christmas time. Happy. No. Um. Oh, the song she make us sing when we would drive somewhere together. What is that song called? Uh, well, we always did the the song that got canceled last year. Um, baby, it's cold no, outside. No, no, uh, babe. Ah, babe. I got you, babe. Yeah, I hate that song <laughs> so much. Hey, you know what song we love though? What is that? Our intro, David. Roll it. I'm drum. I'm drummer. All right, welcome back, everybody. Week 54. Week 54, guys. That's five times five times five, which is... Tw- <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. 25, five times 25, 10. Wait, no, 25. <laughs> just just add 35. That's, is that 75? Just go 25 times two, that's 50. 25 times two, that's 50. 50, 50 plus four, 54, guys. That's 54 episodes now. 54 times you guys have heard our voice do the same exact thing, and I still can't count. But this is the first time that you are seeing our set, and you're seeing us as we're doing this. So it's welcome. just a little bit of us. Just, just a little, little bit, bit of, of us, us, you know? Welcome no. back to the podcast, you guys. Drum and Drummer, a podcast about brotherhood and the three S's, self-improvement. Stories. And the supernatural. <laughs> and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. And welcome back. Dalton, David, you were going to say something? Yeah, I was going to say, we've talked about all the stuff behind you, right? You want to give a tour of your set? A tour of the set. Dalton. Dude, uh, hey, it's kind of like MTV, MTV Crip style. Okay. I'm going to knock, and then you just, knock, just give me a tour. Knock, but you got to make sure to show me where the magic happens. Okay, There's another on. promo for us. Do it like MTV Cribs. That's literally what I just said. You know said. what, David? I really appreciate Dude. your enthusiasm for this one, but we're just going to talk about it real quick, <laughs> okay? Because we are a podcast. All right. All right. All right. All right so I'm going to knock. Hey, welcome to my crib. <laughs> that was the door. That was the door unlocking. Hey, what's up, man? Welcome to my crib. Hey, give me a tour of your set. All right, so here's the set. We got we have uh uh our droid. <laughs> so you know, guys, last time we talked, maybe like a week or two ago, we talked about my B1 battle droid being 3D printed by uh, my producer David, and now. David has officially got the head done, so uh, we're displaying that for now. I still have some work I got to do on it. Is it a good head? It's probably the best head I've ever gotten. It's honestly really nice. And uh, we got my 3D printed uh, Obi-Wan lightsaber that uh, my friend Mitchell did for me, 
which is very nice. And then we got some 49er decks, decorations, um, our Drum and Drummer logo, custom made. Custom made. And we custom were, built by D-Rod Likes to Print. We were gifted this by uh, D-Rod Likes to Print, so go follow him on so special. Instagram. Thank you, D-Rod. Um, everybody's allowed to follow him except for me. Yeah, no, that, that should, that's a rule that has lasted throughout the years. So, so David has his main account, which is D-Rod Likes to Party. Of course. Um, but then he has all these like hobbies that he picks up along the way, and he makes new accounts for them. Uh, D-Rod likes to paint. D-Rod likes to draw. D-Rod likes to print. D-Rod likes to skateboard. D-Rod likes to hula hoop. D-Rod likes to tattoo. You uh, made one that you still haven't told me about. I could totally see David doing tattoos at some point, it's by the way. It's not done yet. It's not done yet. I'm working on something. That'll come later. That's a surprise for That's everybody. That's in the future. I'm David. so excited for that. But when David made D-Rod Likes to Draw, I found it. It was like on like the suggested for you, right? So I found it and I click it and then I like send him a screenshot of it or something. He sends me back this message like, hey, bro. I like, I like that's super cool that you found it, but like, can you not follow it? Because I don't want every, like, I want it to be private for me. And I only want the people on like my Reddit crew. I only want them to like see it. So I was like, my Reddit right. fam? Yeah, my Reddit fam. <laughs> we all got those. It's he's fine. All, he's all, I only want them to see it. And I'm like, um, I mean, like, all right. Like, I thought I was your best friend, but I guess like, you know, if that's what you want, cool. I'm all, I'm all for it. So then, like, two days goes by, and he goes, all right, so everybody found it, and they followed it, so I guess you could follow it. And I'm like, no, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> so you were, like, one of the first ones to find it then, right? I was. I was. Rachel started following it, so then that popped up on my feed, and I found it. That makes sense. Uh, but then he's just, you know, he he just finds a way to brand everything that he does. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And that's good. I mean, Respect. D-Rod D- is, is a good name. I feel like it really works for him um, on both aspects of how you think about it. So I'm cool with it. That is true. Yeah. But he did uh, print us this sign, beautiful logo. And uh, I feel like it very much is just puts it all together. It really did. It was, it was that last piece of the puzzle that we were looking for. Um, we were thinking about putting up a flag. But this is 10 times better, I feel, better. for sure, for sure. And then Drum Drummer, we got our little uh, uh, Niner totem up top. And then we got uh, some of our favorite quarterbacks on our other side. So it's uh, Niner love, Drum Drummer love, and Star Wars love all in one. All in one. I feel like that pretty much sums us up. Yeah, I feel like that's that's pretty good. I mean, you don't really know a lot about Star Wars, but it's fine. We've been working on that with you. so We know about the same. Well, it's the last week of November... Which means it's the last week of Matt's monthly challenge. Is this really the last week of November? Dude, November flew by. <laughs> don't, not anymore. What the that out. hell was that? I have something like, stuck right there and oh, I had to like, get it out. No, it's fine. I'm on camera. It's fine. So you take the beginning of the sentence again. Oh, no. You don't have to cut it out. It's fine. I okay. Uh, yeah. Last week of November flew by. And I'm honestly, I, I don't know how I feel about the mustache life. One... I feel like my mustache grows very slow. Like I was expecting week three for there to just be like a bunch of it. And it just hasn't panned out that way. Um, and I kind of, I kind of like my beard better. I don't hate mustache. I like that. your beard much better too. Do you? Yeah. I'm probably keep the mustache. When then. he shaves his face. Oh dude, he looks like such a baby. <laughs> like he instantly goes from like 26, 25, 20, 26 to like 14 in a matter of like one shave. Even with the mustache, you still look like a baby. Like yeah. it just doesn't doesn't work. Doesn't work for me. Yeah. You uh, know what it did work for though. Oh, what were you gonna say? I was gonna say I really wanted to grow it out just just to have him do the curls. Dude, I don't know. End. I honestly That's don't just, know like, if I thing. can grow that much. Like it curls over. It doesn't get long. It just gets like thick. You know what I mean? Um. So I don't know. I I, I will. 
I was just talking to Monique about this the other day. I don't know if I'm going to like just get rid of it or just like double down. He won't. Here's what's going to happen. Double is, down December. So Matthew was going to shave his mustache and then argued with himself in my car about for about 20 minutes. What? Yeah. No, you do this. You do this all the time with anything. You argue with yourself. You're like, you know what? I like this. I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to stick with it. Five minutes later, if that, he goes, he goes, no, you know what? I think I'm going to shave it. I think it's just too much. I think I don't, I, I feel like I'm done with it. I'm done with it. And then comes back around to it. Every time you go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. I just let him talk. At the end of the day, he's going to figure it out. He just like, there's nothing I can say that's going to change his mind. That's me. You know what though? That, that reminds me of when I first became friends with Matt in high school. Cause that was me going out to see him on the gym on the, on the blacktop. Yeah. He was like, am I feeling like Matt Trump today? And then I didn't have any other friends. I was a new kid on campus. And then David would either Were talk you- to me. Oh, you guys didn't go to the same middle school. No, no, no. And then, like, by the time I came back, like, so much had happened in middle school that people that were, like, super close in elementary weren't that close anymore. And I was yeah. still trying to, like, figure things out. And I was, like, super sad. I left all my friends uh, in middle school. Um, but so I had one friend. He was a big, goofy-looking dude named David. Uh, but then, you know, he just sometimes didn't want to talk to me. You know, like, whatever. Did we you were... have a hard time making friends in high school? Um, No. What was, what was your – because I had, like, a way in all the time, like – I always started making friends inside the classroom just by making comments about <clears throat> the, the teacher or, or homework or schoolwork that we have to do. And that's how I would start a friendship. And then it would come outside of class. And then I would go meet their friends and expand from there. But that was like that my, my usual strategy of making friends in high school. But did you have like a, a strategy or how you would, you know, kind of figure things out? No, not really. I feel like I just, I don't know, I think out loud. And so that just kind of gives people the opportunity to jump in on my thoughts and then we just kind of start a conversation from there but it wasn't like i when i say new kid on campus it's not like i moved from you know arkansas to california and then you know i i I knew people on campus but i just hadn't seen them in three years and then by the time i came back people that were close friends weren't friends anymore there were so many different like things that had happened that it was just kind of like i didn't know what to say like who to talk to or who to say anything to but it was like After like the second or third week, um, all my like super close friends from elementary school, like I was able to like go up and like talk to them and stuff. And then, you know, I feel like that's the difference though. If you met them like before you left, like a few years, like fourth to fifth grade, like there's that friendship, but also like you're not going to be very talkative if you, if you skip two years and then come back for freshman year of high school. But if you go to kindergarten, first grade and second grade, that friendship like, well, it almost like won't go away. Like, it's just, you grew, that's, that's a sign of growing up together. Like I still have people that I talk to that I know from kindergarten from first grade and from second grade, but people that I met like in fourth, th- fourth and fifth grade, I don't really have as much contact in, which is kind of weird. But if you ever thought about that, like the people that you grew up with, like, like in like your kinder years. Well, Matt always told me hometown, hometown friends are different than any other friends. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it just is because if you think about the hometown, the demographic that you grew up in and the socioeconomical background that your families have are probably like super similar. Hold the fuck oh, up. Big words right there. What the fuck does that mean? Uh, oh, is that time for uh, uh, Dictionary with David. Dictionary Dave. Dictionary Dave. Diamond Dave. Diamond Dave. Dalton, what are we looking up? Uh, socioeconomical. Socioeconomical in a socioeconomic way. That's exactly what I needed. Everything makes so much more sense now. You get it now? Get it. 
socioeconomic of relating to or signifying the combination of or interaction of social and economic <laughs> factors. So I fell asleep all throughout economics. <laughs> okay, can I give my definition of what I actually... I could be wrong. Yeah, I, go I ahead. This, is everybody comes from the same background where all the families in that area... Were middle class. Make relatively the same amount of money. Nobody owns a yacht. And the same social background. Same social background, right? Like, it was... Charter Oak was uh, very Hispanic. Um, you know, it's like a melting pot. There was just a, you know, so it was kind of like we all grew up very similarly is my whole point of that. Yeah. Um, yeah we all so when you get that, version. there just comes an understanding of one another from that standpoint. But then you get a group of individuals that goes through puberty together. Talk about a bonding experience. You know what I mean? Like. For women, like having to borrow tampons from one another, like, you know, like being there for all that for guys, like, you know, getting hard before you have to go to the class, <laughs> standing up for a presentation and covering yourself. And everybody knows why. Like, There's a reason why you put your, your jacket around your waist, like, like tie it like there, going through the voice cracks. You know what I mean? Never want to wear gym shorts because you get too many boners. I'm, this is more personal experience, to be honest. <laughs> But, you know, like, I think when you go through that, there, there's definitely a different understanding. Like, I can speak to my friends. I can speak to David, Monique, Jasmine, like, any of my friends that I grew up with. And I don't really feel the need to explain a whole lot because I feel like you guys just have a deeper understanding they of just me. They just know. They just you know? know. Yeah. As opposed to, like, my friends from college who I, I love dearly, but that's just a different relationship. Yeah. Like, I definitely felt very different from all of my friends in college, you know. And that's just because we grew up differently. A lot of them were from Washington. A lot of their families were very wealthy. And uh, a friend was from Jersey. And he's probably the one I connected to the most, like, straight off the bat, you know. Um, But, yeah, I think that that has a lot to do with it is, like, just, like, there's a deep cultural understanding of that area, you know. Yeah. So. Um, But, yes, November's almost over. So it's time for us to pick... Our next challenge. Yes, we're gonna pick our next challenge. Do we? <laughs> well, we're gonna we're Do gonna we pick, have them? we're gonna pick two options and we're gonna let everyone else decide which one. Okay, so all you guys, right, you, all right, Diamond Dave, what are our two options? Hold on, I have, <laughs> don't look at me. I have a question about yeah. all of this. Um, uh-huh. One, uh, is it Matthew Dunn for his month? So is it like my month? No, this is I was doing this before, so it can be. So we're gonna have them pick. So the, the person. two of you are gonna rock paper scissors for it. Okay. I don't know if that means the winner does it or the loser does it. <laughs> the uh, loser, loser has to do it. Why don't I? Well, just give, to start it why off, don't I yeah. give the two options first? Yeah, give the two options. Hey, you know, then, David, I think it'd be good if you gave the two options first, and then we kind of. Yeah, make sure you give two though, but only two. All right. Okay. So like, I'm gonna a, one more than on, one, on a, but on a socioeconomic scale, on a socioeconomic You're scale, so, I want yeah, you to give ass. us two. Okay. So <laughs> the two ones we'll do for December. Are cold showers or going vegetarian? Uh, that's actually, I can't do that right now. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm actually mid bolt. I'm at 180 and I'm not going to slim hey, myself down. You can right still now. get your protein in. Uh, I can still get my protein in. You, but you literally can make it happen. Okay. You're telling me to not eat meat. Cold, cold showers or you learn a new language. Oh, I'm game. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I just imagine like you have to be fluent or you die. Like I'm gonna learn Elvish. Wait, if I get it, 
I don't know. Okay. But if I do, that's like either Elvish or... Um, no. Well, it, you know, he, can, he can pick the language. But how are we going to fact check his ass? He can literally just start running his mouth. Like, I, I guess. Watch like, Lord of the Rings, bitch. It's on there. That's, I don't have that much time, dude. It's All not, right. That's not the whole movie. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the whole movie they spoke Elvin. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Dalton watches it with subtitles. He's like, I don't know, but I learned the first scene. <laughs> You've got two options now. So it's up to you two to decide if the uh, winner or loser, like which one is going to have to from those two options. You two are going to play rock, paper, scissors Stop, right, now. right now. Yeah. Oh. Uh, wait, 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 wait. Very important topic. One, Rock, two, two, three, three shoot. shoot. Yes. Or like one, two, no. shoot. One, two, three, shoot. You would be... A, all right. That's fine. I, hey, I always go rock on the first one. <laughs> I always go I, scissors. I always go rock. I'm just letting you know. Okay? I refuse to do anything else. I always go rock. I'll still beat your ass. Ready? One, two, three. I told you. Dang, you won. I, I've committed. So you need to say what you're going to shoot, Wait, that's two. two out of three, dog. Yeah. All right. One, two, three. All right, Ty. And Dalton's got the second one. We got one to one right now. Matt won the first one. Dalton's got the second one. Let's go. Last one. Ty. Ty. (laughs) And Matt wins. What does that mean? (laughs) Uh, So it means I have to do. So do you want to do one of those two challenges or you want Dalton to do one of those two challenges? I I thought it was loser. Okay. It was loser. So Dalton, we're going to post on uh instagram those two as a poll and whoever whatever the people decide more is what dalton's gonna do for the entire month of december uh call me drummer please what drummer is gonna do for the entire (laughs) month of drumsember drumsember good god it's gonna be a great month man i do have to say the mustache worked really well if you only wear a black turtleneck, <laughs> it works so well for the photo shoot, dude. It fit everything so well. I love that it's just gonna be there in infamy because I might not ever do this again. But how did how much did you love for us? I, I know I love being in the center of attention, but how much did you love being in the center of attention for literally basically three or four hours? Uh, it was fun. Like the photo shoot was fun. So I've done photo shoots in the past. I've been the photographer f- for some. I've been the um, model for some, but. That was probably the funnest one, and I think it's just because I, everybody there, I, like I knew, like it was yeah, fine. There, there was no reason for us to be like shy or anything like that. The only thing that sucked is in every single one of those photos, Dalton and I have a blistering hangover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we had a little, we had a rough night the night before. Yeah, uh, hung out with some family, had cousin time, had cousin time, uh, as we'd love to have. Um, and it well, just, it started at a birthday party before that. We had a birthday party birthday before party, that. And then after that, we went to uh, Dylan's, and then we were hung out, had some cousin time, and then that's where we got like, I was already pretty drunk leaving. Yeah, and yeah, then I was when we were there, um, we went and do we do we need to stop? No. Uh, and then we went, and then we we were at Dylan's for a while, and then that's where just like the hangover happened was there. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but dude, it was it was it was a lot of fun. I had so much fun. Doing no, that. I I haven't gotten like that in a minute so i was happy to have have fun with the cousins and stuff and hang out with them and uh, i was talking about the photo shoot oh yeah the photo shoot was cool too i woke up that morning and i was like oh shit i don't know what's gonna happen so i uh i woke up 
played started playing video games had like a big breakfast and a good protein shake just to kind of like get something in my body and then i was like you know what if like i'm feeling like this i can only imagine how matthew's feeling because matthew was messed up and like knocked out immediately after he got home and i was able to like drink some water hang out with mo talk for a while and then slowly go to sleep so i think your transition going straight into it was rougher because then you wake up you don't have any water in your system you're not like you don't like i try to drink like at least maybe like two nalgenes before i go to sleep if i'm drunk so Mm You didn't have that. I so did. I, I knew I you did. woke up. You woke up hard. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, dude, it was fun. It I was, don't know how we came up with the turtleneck idea. I don't remember that. I don't know why we wanted to. No, you know why we wanted turtlenecks? I wanted to do um, that that impression, that second impression that we did. Do, can we say the impressions or do you want us to wait on that? You say whatever you want. Well, what we ended up doing was Dalton and I, There's a there's a movie that we watched and we wanted to impersonate that movie. Uh, the cover of that movie. And then what ended up happening was we ended up just like, I think Rachel brought up another pose for us to do. And it was just, it ended up being, Hey, let's just retake a bunch of iconic photos. And at first it was like, Oh, they have to be in turtlenecks, but then it ended up just being not in turtlenecks. So you'll be seeing that we'll be posting. Um, not all those photos are in turtlenecks. Well, all of our photos, but not all of the photos that we're mimicking are. So, but you guys will be seeing that on our social media and, uh, I had a lot of fun. It was just a lot of fun. It was fun. It was fun to take pictures, and it was so laid back, and uh, there's just no no limits. That was probably the easiest it's ever been for us to take photos because yeah. anytime you get a bunch of us family members, like me, Dalton, and my dad especially, oh, all three dude, of us together, to show. try and do something, it's a mess. Like yeah. We all start laughing. We all start like... I don't know what is that and lifting heavy things together. Those things don't work. Yeah, we like, can't do that. Like Me and my dad can move things, but if Matthew's involved... Or, like, I'm gone and Matthew and my dad are doing things. They could do it. But if it's all of us involved together, if we're lifting something extremely heavy and we know we could possibly die from it falling on us, <laughs> we crack up. And it's just, a, it's stupid. It's yeah. so dumb. It's so dumb. Yeah. It's so dangerous. But it's, it's fun. It's pretty bad. But Saturday was fun. Photo shoot came out. The, the pictures came out really good. Pictures really came good. out good. I hope you guys like them. If not, well, we do. So it's awesome. Well, we also have Christmas cards, right? Yes. We, we do so, have Christmas cards coming out, guys. We have one special card or picture that's going to be for the Christmas cards. So if you guys would like a Christmas card, DM us your address. And for free, <laughs> for free, we will mail one to your house, a drum and drummer Christmas card, uh, mainly for like when you have your family gatherings. I want to be on your fucking refrigerator. Yeah, yeah. Refri- like. Being refrigerator worthy is like very important to me. It's probably the most important thing in my life right now. Oh, absolutely. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I can agree with that. But DM us your uh, your address. I actually we already have an address. Uh, a buddy of mine was like, "I need one of these now," and I was like, "Send me your address. I'll get it to you." So uh, go ahead and send that in, and uh, we will make sure that you get it. Right on. What? Who the fuck is Drake? Yeah, what's Kimpana? Drake? Kim? Well, first I wanted to. After we finished the photo shoot, I actually went to go see an old friend who had some other people there all outside in the backyard, socially distanced and stuff. And one of them was this guy named Ryan who has this and it works. It, I mean, it, it. I think it matches well. He He can manifest things really well for other people. And by that, so he can, he... I mean, Matt, you follow him now. You kind of want to talk about what you, when you see. Yeah. So, um, Ryan, right. Uh, but his, his TikTok handle is e.mo.shins. 
T-I-O-N-S. Emotions with two periods. Two periods. Um, so essentially he is gifted in manifesting. And yep. so manifesting is, you know, being able to think, speak, write, believe that certain things will come to happen. And they do. However, there's a huge disclaimer, and this is very important, is that it's not about just simply speaking it, right? Like coming from the background that Dalton and I do, um, you know, like growing up as religious as we have, like <clears throat> there's a saying that like God can't move to park car, right? Like you still have to do the actions to make what you want happen, happen. Um, but he's known for people coming and being like, hey, I really want to meet this person or hey, I really want to do this. I, hey, I want to do that. And he'll you know, journal about it in his manifesting notebook and he'll do his affirmations or whatever it is. And then all of a sudden he has multiple accounts of people being like, oh my God, like I really wanted to meet this person and it happened. Look at this. And it's a picture of them with the person, you know, I need to find a place soon. Boom. Next day. Yeah. And so it's just like putting out into the universe what it is that you want. And then the universe responds and, and gives it to you. Okay. Um, and so David got to hang out with him um, at this party. Oh, and uh, yeah, it was just, I don't know. It was just a really cool ability that he was telling us about and s- steeped in positivity and just watching, going through his videos after because he was just very humble about it and very kind of um, the same way you are with with your guys' sensitivity. He's very casual about it, but then you go and listen, you get the atmosphere and it's it's crazy also, how much it fits with your idea of like you get back what you put into the universe. Absolutely. And so how things just kind of it's like all variants on each other. Yeah. So um, actually, you know, it's funny. I'm reading this book right now. Um, it's like I, I can't remember the name of it. It's like 21 day mind reset happiness challenge. I don't know. It, it, it's a book. I'll, I'll get the title. If anybody wants it, I'll, I'll send it to them. Um, so let's see. Everybody that's listening to this, and if you're new here watching this, uh, Dalton and I grew up with a very, very non-denominational, charismatic Christian background. Um, So I tend to still really put things through that, right? So manifestation for me was always one of those things where I was like, it just makes sense. It makes, like, if everything is atoms and there's vibrational pools for everything, it just makes sense that, like, the words that we speak has a play on the rest of our lives, right? But like, how does this come into play with like, you know, the beliefs that I grew up in? And this book that I'm reading is the first one that it doesn't call it manifestation. And if the author ever listens to this and I'm completely wrong, reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to be corrected. But uh, the idea is that like we can change the neuroplasticity of our brain, right? So our brain essentially can grow. So it's either you, you have two options. You have the growth mindset or the fixed mindset, right? Yes. Um, and what a lot of it does is it really pulls on this idea that the way that we speak and the way that we think plays into what we get in this world, right? So like fake it till you make it. Almost. Yes. Yes and no. Um, but it, it basically confirms the placebo effect, right? Because our brains aren't able to differentiate reality from now, which is why when people have anxiety attacks, uh, it's even if it's something that never happened or didn't happen or they they think it's going to happen because anxiety tends to be future based, right? Like I am anxious about this scenario. And the reason why that happens is because it's like our brain can't differentiate the like now and then like our brain is living that scenario that we're putting ourselves through as real. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so this book really talks about, it's like has a five step method at the very end that I, I haven't read. I just got to that part. Um, but it's basically saying that like the words that we speak have weight and vibrational value, if you want to call it that. And the one study that I've seen across a lot of these books that I've read is that there is a, um, scientist, I, I don't know, a scientist, and he goes and he speaks these different words to water, into water, and then he freezes them, Right. So he freezes, uh, he'll, he says something along the lines of like, you're stupid. And then he freezes the water. He says something along the lines of like, you're beautiful, freezes the water. And it's crazy because the, the crystals that it, it, it crystallizes and the formation of it all is like so different. Like anything negative has this effect where it's like everything is very like tight and ugly and corroded and anytime there's like a positive affirmation or something that was positive said to the water it's like a beautiful like snowflake um and it's just like it's crazy so like i, I feel like i'm doing a lot of rant what <laughs> he's fucking talking to water yeah <laughs> that's what you take away from this dalton i mean i i, I understand the concept of it like positivity is better than negativity and you can see like the stress on the negative side and the the freeness on the positive side and like it, it correlates with feelings and stuff. But why the fuck are you talking to water and freezing it? It's like you walk into this guy's freezer and all you see is a bunch of water, like just a bunch of cups in a freezer. And you're like, oh, and each one has like a stupid, like one says stupid, one says beautiful, one yeah, says it's, happy. It's his version of the Coke bottles. I honestly, that's like, <laughs> I'm not, like, I don't, I don't want to put it down. Like it sounds interesting. I just, I want to try it now. Like I want to, like, <laughs> it just, I just want to see if I can actually see the difference or if it's just like, you know, the freezer was different that day than the other day. And I feel like there's a lot more things that go into it. Yeah. I, but I feel like a scientist that does these things has those temperatures and funds. Yeah. Like figured <laughs> out. So. <laughs> <laughs> water. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, but I, I vibe with everything you're saying, but yeah. So, um, I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, well, he the way he manifests is he like reads people people request things for him, and so he has a journal that he writes it down. One, he has them speak it into existence. He also speaks it into existence. There, and he, there has to be a level of confidence that goes into that too, right? Like you yeah. can't just you can't just like go into that being like, oh, I don't know, this is gonna work. Like you can't really question it. You just got to keep affirming, like reaffirming yourself that this is going to work. This is going to work. This is going to work. And, and that, then, yeah. And that's a big part of his structure is when he writes it down, when he speaks it, he speaks it in the past tense. Okay. Yeah. It's, he's like living expectingly. He, like, he, he explains his it, emotions it, it. on what it's like to have already experienced this. Yeah. And it's like, so uh, vibrational pools and mind you, I'm very elementary when it comes to the understanding of this. It's like, you know, if everything is atoms and everything has a vibration to it, if we speak in ways that have low vibrations, uh, then we get those low vibrational results. However, if we speak in words that are high vibrational words or we speak in ways that um, allow our vibrations to continue to rise, then we match what we put out, right? Yes, yes. Um, and then two, it's like living with this expectance of like the universe, God, they want good things for us. They like they want what we want. So if we tell them what we want, we put it out there and we say it every day expectingly, it will come to pass. So agreed. But in that vein, do you guys want to do your own manifestation right now for the podcast? We're starting season two. We've got this uh, new channel. We've got recording, video recording. We got new structures, new segments. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like if I say no, then you're just spreading negativity, bro. 
Put that in the fucking water. No, no, no. But what, I'm, what I mean is like that. <laughs> Freeze that shit. <laughs> no, but like I feel like David could like take advantage of his position and be like, do you guys want to like really celebrate my birthday? You know? And they're like, Speak it to existence. what are we going to do? Say no? You can cut all that out. I don't know. I'm just, I'm waiting for you guys if you want to uh, do it or not. So, I, yes, I want to do it. I'm just wondering like how that works. Like it just, go. it's really just what, what's your goal? What, what do you want to manifest? You know? Is that a, uh, an amount of people this reaches? Is that what, like what level of success or what level of exposure do you want that we would be manifesting? Uh, and is this something that we, we speak out loud or is it more like speak, we write it down like you, he did? You, do, you could do both. But since we're recording right now, just speak about it in the past, ter- in the past tense and how it makes you feel. So you, uh, I would be more like now that I've reached, now that we have over 500 listeners, a week i feel excited ecstatic and ex- and ready for the future and season three is going to be legit yeah yeah there you go and it's i'll meet now the rock into existence but you, like i said you gotta have confidence now i'm gonna ask you guys drake campagna is a mexican singer okay do you know anything else about him Absolutely not. I so was okay. He, here's what I was thinking. He, yeah. For a second. See, I thought this was Drake from uh, Drake Bell, who just no, came out no, with. His, <laughs> oh, you know what? He had like his own camp. Did he come out like a Spanish song, or like Drake Bell changed his name to Drake Campagna? No, are oh, you this serious? Is him? And moved to Mexico. Really? Why, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> Ready? One, two, three. Megan. <laughs> I actually had that question for you. Like, why did he do that? Yeah. Spicy Latinas, man. He's he's he tweets <laughs> in fluent Spanish. He lives in Mexico and he makes Spanish music now. Lord Real. Well <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> um well, I'm guessing it's probably cheaper to live out there than in California. Uh is he is he like low is on fundos? He, is is he like is his bloodline from there at all? Do you know? I don't think so. No money. He, he's got red. He's out of money. Maybe that could be part of it. That's why he's broke. You know this as a factor. You're speculating. The thing, I'm speculating because oh. I know he has a pretty good fan base on his normal music. So I don't I don't know. That's kind of weird. Um, I'm happy that he's doing something he wants to do. That's yeah. definitely like out of the out of like the whim for like his fans. But I feel like you know. Unless, makes him happy. unless he has a new fan base that's even more rabid. I mean, it's good. I heard his stuff. It's yeah. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah. I I don't know, man. I, I just feel like maybe he's having a he just wanted to go out there, just needed a change, like a full change. And especially like something like that where you're a musician, like that's so specific that if you don't know how to make money any other way. Um and maybe it's something that he's been wanting to do for a while. Like maybe maybe he's going through a crisis where he's like, I'm not Drake Bell, I'm Drake. Campania. You know and what? We should really get him get him in here to talk about this. Yeah, Introducing. You know <laughs> Drake, why don't you come down here for a minute? <laughs> That'd be so dope. Uh, yeah, I mean, this guy basically has had the life of Marty McFly from Back to the Future 2. He got into a car accident that ruined his guitar playing, playing hand, so he wasn't able to play guitar for a long time. Uh, he went bankrupt. He did go bankrupt at one point. He got it back. Drake? Uh, yeah. Just like... 
They got a Marty McFly in the classic Back to the Future Part Two. Did Did Marty McFly ever go down to Mexico, or did he like ever like move and change his name? No, um, original Marty McFly came and fixed that timeline. So then, when he went back, he didn't get in the car crash and didn't go bankrupt, and instead made a bunch of money and like played the guitar really good. So what you're saying is that, is that this isn't the real Drake. Switched him out. Maybe. Honestly, if there's a year for there like to be like people coming back and trying to fix things, this is gonna be the year. Dude, I, I wouldn't doubt it. I would not even question what happens in twenty twenty anymore. Yeah. Crazy thing is we're almost in twenty twenty one. And I I don't even know if that's gonna change anything at this point. Hey, let's take a break and then we'll get into the rest of our segments. Yep. All right, so uh we as we've like we were talking about um with Back to the Future and predictions and stuff like that. David was actually talking to me earlier this week about, um, you know, how things come in cycles. And one thing that he brought up was how Austin Powers predicted the future of cinema. So, David, Go on. David you want to explain it to Dalton? It was a 30-minute video essay about how the Austin Powers trilogy basically explained how a lot of popular culture cinema was going to go. They were the first ones to really expand on mythology and lore and give explanations for kind of every little thing. Yeah. They gave origins. They like explored origins for a lot of like main characters and stuff like in, that. In the Austin Powers movie? Yeah. You find you see like that him and Doctor Evil were brothers. You find out like how they came how Doctor Evil and number two met, like and all these things. So they did like it was like a parody in a sense of like the it, future movies? It, if you if you made that movie now, you'd think it's a parody. Okay, but it okay. did it first. Yes, yeah, got it, um, got it. But it also talked about how the Austin Powers trilogy was all about nostalgia, because uh, Austin Powers is a '60s agent that gets that comes to the '90s mm-hmm. and like saves the '90s by bringing the '60s to it. Yeah, and yeah, so baby, so <laughs> so we we're talking about it, and it automatically made me think of like. A lot of the people that I spend time with are older than me. And then I'm even seeing it now with like our generation. It's like, you know, if you're a 90s kid, you wore these. And you know what I mean? And it's like Uh nostalgia is. And as a marketer, nostalgia is so powerful. That has to be key for marketing, I feel. Oh, it is. Because you know that the, the person that pops in my head immediately is who? Me. No. Dad. Yes. Okay. Like, my dad loved his childhood. And he had a great childhood. He had a great time, like, a lot of fun with his cousins and stuff like that. You know, there's... um, But it was just, like, he always... Anytime he sees something that reminds him of his childhood, just done. He will will pay a lot of money for things like that. Like, do you remember that... Do you remember that one time... Wait, I... We came home, and dad was all excited. In the kitchen floor. Yep. And so if you, so let me paint a picture. My dad's nickname is the albino rhino. Uh, my dad is a five eight by height and probably five eight width, but just like all muscle. Man, right? And he's he's just a big human. And I come home one day. I open up my the the house on seven twenty one. I open up the door and I see my dad laying down on the kitchen floor. And he had purchased this like. Race, race track race, race track race car set that he had when he was a kid right and it was it, it was it was a cool set 
And the thing is that like he had this thing down to a science. Like there was a rhythm you had. So the, you had a little lever. You would hit it. It would make the car go and go around the racetrack and come back. And you had to hit it again yeah. and it would go faster. And so me and Dalton are like cool because there's like two tracks so you can like go back and forth. But it was right? one of those things like it's cool. Like we'll play it for like one or once or twice and then we're, we're done. But Homeboy was there for like. He was there for a while. He was there for a, for a minute. And, like, and, and honestly, like it was it was cool to see just the pure bliss that yeah. he had an enjoyment of like taking him back to his childhood, like a simpler time. Truly like, appreciating like, like, what he had. Like I like yeah. it literally almost brought tears to my eyes because I'm like, that's fucking awesome. You know what I mean? But then, you know, you have that, which is like I feel like, you know, every once in a while you see something like that. You see an old TV show on TV, you watch it. But then you, there's the two extremes, right? I feel like because the question on on our document is nostalgia. Is it a benefit or is it a hindrance? Oh, geez. Right. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to go into my answer. I think it depends on your relationship with nostalgia. If you rely on nostalgia so much that like you talk about it all the time, it's you're it's always in your mind. Then it could be hindrance because it holds you back. From exactly. Things. And if it. if it stops you from enjoying yeah. the now, I could definitely well, how see do you that. Find, how do you define your relationship to nostalgia? Because I feel like the two of you have very different ideas on it too, or relationships to it. Uh, you want me to go? Yeah, you go first. Um, I'm a super nostalgic. I definitely take that from my dad. I think a lot. Um, I, and also my mom is very nostalgic too. Um, but hers is just not very much with like the objects more of like the relationships and the family type stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so like with certain things, I think nostalgia is good for me and nostalgia is good for a lot of things, but it's good for me because it, it gave me my interests for the future. So like I loved, I love TV shows. I loved the animated TV shows and that gave me my interest in art and in the rest of it. So it was like constant. Like I always, I, I had an interest in it and that's what, that's what sparked it for me. So when I, when I want that inspiration back, I just, wa- I just rewatch like the old Yu-Gi-Oh animated series and yeah. watch and be like, I, I want to make those monsters now. Now I'm going to draw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was like always my thing is nostalgia is more of a push off of my interest and not really a hindrance on my interest because yeah. it, it helped me find myself, helped me kind of not really define me. But help me find the hobbies that I like to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's definitely something that I can see could be a hindrance if somebody lives in the past. Absolutely. That's very easy to do is oh, to live in the past. It's so easy. And it it's always it's a generational conversation to have. And I have this a lot where it's like, oh, like I'm old school. Like I don't do that. Yeah, like the 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 closed off mindset. Exactly. And that's where I think it becomes a hindrance. And the idea of, you know, I don't, I don't think, again, I don't think anything is necessarily, or most things, let me preface that. I don't, I don't, there's a lot of things that I don't think are necessarily good or bad. It's how you use them. It's your relationship with most of the stuff, right? Um, when it comes to nostalgia, I, I think there's so much benefit because I think that like nostalgia and the way that you view your childhood has so much to do with the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like you want to be able to look back on those times with joy and with happiness and think about, you know, and there's not a lot of people that can do that. Yeah. Right. Like there are a lot of people out there who whose childhoods are not good. So they may not be able to relate to this. So for that, I, I empathize and I'm like, I'm sorry, because like I, I just that's just not my experience. Right. My childhood was absolutely fucking phenomenal. But like, is there like a thing for you? That's like your nostalgic thing that you're like when, I, when I'm in this moment. Video games. 
Like, is there a specific one? Donkey Kong 64. We talked about it all the time. Like, Donkey Kong 64, even just recently, we downloaded but, so Donkey... So, it's, it's mainly the video games. The entertainment aspect is why. The video games, and the only other time I really experienced nostalgia, like, hardcore, was when we went and we crashed it, we stayed the night at Lexi's place. And it was me, you, Aubrey, Caleb, and okay. we were just okay. all drinking and stuff like that. Because, and I, I told Aunt Vicky this too, the coolest thing about that whole night was that, like, it felt, you know, like when you spend the night at your cousin's house and then, uh, like, the parents go to sleep and then you all lay down in bed like you're actually going to go to sleep. Okay. And yeah. then they close the door and then you all get up and you start doing things. And the parents can clearly hear you, but they're just like, I either A, they're too tired, like, I don't care what you do. Or B, they know that that's like a very bonding experience for the cousins. That was that whole night for me. It felt like Aunt Vicky and Uncle Alex had just gone to bed, closed the door, and it was just us left to our own devices. Okay. That makes you know? sense. That makes so that sense. was the only other time I've really experienced nostalgia. I don't experience it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. You know? Do you ever crave it? Like, you want you want to feel it again? That feeling of being like, man, I remember that moment. Like, I'll go, I'll go and, like, you know, we watch our old, you know, our old home home videos. And that's like that's very nostalgic for me. Uh, like, so, sometimes, like, like honestly, sometimes I'll want to go back to like, you know, an early Saturday morning. Tarzan's on uh, cartoons, and I go and I lay down on the couch and I watch uh, chocolate. I drink chocolate milk, and Mom's making pancakes, like stuff like that. Yeah, like there's times where like, especially when stuff gets stressful, I'm like, fuck, that would be great. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Because I noticed in my memory, I always have specific, like specific times. Like there's this one time. Where Matthew was playing Kingdom Hearts in his room, and our cousin uh, uh, Anthony was over, and we we're hanging out, and it was a Sunday morning, and Matthew, oh, it was I think it was Kingdom Hearts or Jack and Daxter two, one of those two, um, and you're playing on the PS2, we we're watching you play, and then we're, we started to get ready for church, and you're about to beat the game, so we got ready for church, and we played handball outside on the garage door for like 20 minutes before we had to leave, and then we left. For some reason, that is like super nostalgic for me. Like when I, whenever we drove past the house after that in the future, I always would look at that garage door and be like, "Man, like I remember playing there." Or I would look at the like I would remember our old furniture like it was yesterday. Yeah. And I just like when we play Kingdom Hearts now, or we play Jack and Daxter too. Like a lot of nostalgia comes up for me with those games. Yeah, I think I think most of my 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 nostalgia comes from video games itself. Um, but that that's a healthy relationship. The time that I think of uh, it being a hindrance or a negative relationship with nostalgia is when it stops you from progressing, right? Uh, so I am automatically think of, you know, um, what's- I mean, well, retro comes from the term retro rockets, which was what was used on a bunch of missiles. And it's what gives reverse thrust to the rocket to slow it down and, and you know when it's landing or when it needs to re- adjust course or whatever but so the term literally came from slowing down and stopping progress so that shows like there is basis on this not being a good thing again relationship is very important right? and that's why there's two types kind of of nostalgia that people think one is as a sense of comfort and uh, both is a sense of escapism. Yeah. But one is a sense of comfort and one is a sense of yearning. I guess also for comfort, but like one is comfort for the now. Could, could the other to one be return. Is it like living in? Yeah, avoid. So it's like a yeah. sense of living in your glory days. Like at you, like people who didn't, who, who, who passed, who are past their prime. 
And yes. All they can talk about is their time in high school. All yeah. they can talk about is their times where they were a champion of this or this. And, and uh, all that can I? I want to make my point. Like the the idea that comes to my head is the people that you know. I go through this a lot at work, which is where they're like, "I'm old school, sweetie. I don't use technology." And I'm like, "That's uh, that's great. I understand that. And you probably made all your your money this way, but that's just not the world we live in anymore. That's where I see it being a hindrance when it does." you know, the retro thrust, whatever you just said, like where it stops you from progressing. That's where it becomes a problem. And I just think that for people to be so closed off and be like, no, this is how it works. This is how I do it. And this is how it gets done. Now, there are people out there like that, that just so happen to start it at the right time. And by the time they retire, by the time they finish whatever they're doing, it happens to be along that same lifespan. So there are people out there that never really have to change. However, I don't think we are in that time frame anymore because things are evolving so rapidly, especially in the workplace, that it's like there's new tools and new things to learn every single year. And I feel bad. Like, for instance, there's one of my coworkers. She's um, in her, you know, like like mid to late 70s. She called me because she needed to learn how to use Zoom. And I sat on the phone with her and I did a Zoom call with her for like two hours. And she kept telling me, she's like, Matt, I'm so frustrated with this stuff. And I told her, I was like, I'm so proud of you for sitting down and being like, I need to learn this. That takes courage. Like, it's not like, like, think about now. Like, I, there's, I talk to some kids or I see some, some kids say things or I listen to what they're talking about. And like, they're just like assumptions that they make because they've grown up with technology way more than we have. And I feel like we grew up with it. Yeah. You know? So I feel like there, again, it's about the relationship, but if it stops you from progressing because you, you don't want to evolve with the times and you can't read the writing on the wall, that's where it becomes an issue. But here, here's another thing is those people back in their day, the technology wasn't a big deal. Well, that's the other thing is, yeah. uh, But here's, here's my question about it is like, if technology wasn't a big deal for them and they have to make that severe change, right? Because it is, it is severe. Like everything is, comes from being in your hands to being on a fake piece of paper. You know what I mean? So a lot of things change. But for us, what's going to be our back in our day? Because now we're thinking we're always moving forward. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're getting used to the new iPhones, to the new, you know, the new laptops, to the cameras, to um virtual learning to anything all this stuff right everything's constantly changing for us are we ever going to have a sense of okay this is changing like uh, back in my day we didn't do this like we i don't think we can do that i think i think you already experienced it a bit maybe not you dalton because you were an early adopter of tiktok but when tiktok first started and it was just e-boys and dance videos like there was a lot of our generation being like mid-20s late 20s who's like what the hell is this i guess that could be a social media kind of like back in my day type thing like it's not a myspace you know what i mean like not a myspace even like instagram like monique was probably the first person i ever knew that got an instagram and it was just artists that used it to show their art and there was no selfies there's no profile pictures you didn't use your Insta actual models. name you know what i mean and it things evolve things change you know and it depends on are you gonna put your put your foot in the ground and be like, nope, this is how it stays yeah. or, or not. I think that really depends that's a, on... That's a really interesting kind of thing. Retro rockets and stuff like that. Yeah. How it slows you down because I just kind of think about like us and we're always moving forward, including with like what we're both going into, which is very cyber-esque. Um, like what's going to be our time to slow us down? Like what's going to be our thing of being like, okay, well, I like now I have to learn this. Like, I, I feel like it's different though because I feel like 
technology is already changing so much that it's like we live in the change though. we're all exactly so we're used to things changing so i like at least for me i'm waiting for the next update like those are things that are constantly happening so it's just kind of like um if I, I just know that it's not going to be the same, like there's the learning curve doesn't stop yeah. at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's constantly um, going to the next thing, and like we're just going along with it because it's that is our lifestyle. Yeah, you know what I mean? And, it is. And David has a comment here that I think is really interesting, and it says uh, like people are yearning for any other time than right now. You know, that's what I've really been thinking about too a lot, though. That's right. interesting. That you wrote that you t- you said that. Um, it's you're always thinking about what you're going to do next. You're always thinking about where you want to go next. You're always thinking about uh, your next tattoo, your, your next dinner, your next meal. But like, it's super hard to live in the moment. And I think about, you know, you know, working out um, and stuff like that, where it kind of grounds you and it makes you think about what you're doing right now, which is, which is hard to do. Cause a lot of people don't do that. You know what I mean? And so there's this thing where, uh, like it's kind of like it's like an anxiety method and if you get like if you start to feel your anxiety build up you start to notice that like you're just in your head you go to all these future types of problems that might happen to you but if you have a pack of salt and you put it on your tongue and you you could taste the bitterness and so your brain turns and starts thinking about the bitterness right and then you start feeling it rolling putting it around your mouth it puts you in a grounded state to where you're thinking about what you're doing right now it puts you back Hmm. on earth did you learn that from an ADHD video? I think so. Yeah, because I think I've seen that one too. Yeah. I've been, and then also too, I feel like it, from a primal state, it's like, why would you eat if you were in danger? Yes. Yeah, it's like a state of vulnerability. Yeah. And you don't want to be vulnerable. So it's that same, it, brings you, it brings you back down to level yourself out, and then you can think level-headedly. Yeah. You know what I mean? Which I think yeah. is really cool. Also, I don't know if headedly is a word, but I'm going to stick with it. There we go. Headily? Headily. Dude, it's Look, canon. It's, it's canon right now. Yeah. I like it. I like the word. Um, but yeah, I, I really like that. And that's very true. A lot of people have a hard time living in the moment. Even we have a hard time living in the moment. Like, it's hard. Yeah. And, and I think it's because we're always anticipating the future, but yearning for the past. You know, because hindsight's always twenty twenty. you know. And I feel like even if we have a, you know, you'll, I'll, there's very few times where we look back on an event and it's usually a tragic one. We're like, damn, I do not want to go back there. You know what I mean? Like those are things that it's very far few in between. And like, for instance, like our childhood was great. Was it perfect? Absolutely not. But also too, I feel like most people think pretty fondly on their childhood. Um, but being present is hard because especially in today's day and age with like social media and, and everything's always updating. You're, You're always, always looking, looking for the next thing. People's and it's, lives. it's instant gratification yeah. and it's that hit of dopamine every single time, Yeah, you know? And so it's like, we get used to the next thing and the yeah. next thing, the next thing. And we're always consuming. Like we are a consumer culture, whether that's food, social media, content, information, whatever it is, we're always consuming something from the time we wake up to the time we go to sleep, you know? Wouldn't it be cool to do like that, I, I, I've been like, I think it'd be really cool to do like a full on, like no man's land silent retreat where you don't talk, you don't have technology. It's you in this little house out in the wilderness. So there's a guy, his name is Jesse Itzler and he uh, wrote a book called living with the monks. So he has, he has, he's an entrepreneur. He's He's one of my favorite people. Like, I really enjoy listening to him speak. He has a lot of, like, really just, like, he's just an interesting dude. He's the guy that wrote a book called Living with a Seal. 
And if you guys know David Goggins, he's this Navy SEAL, and he's the guy that put David Goggins on the map, right? So essentially, he, uh, Jesse Itzler runs like long miles, like he, like long mile races. So hundred mile races and stuff like that. Right. Um, and so he went to this race. It was on a one, uh, just your normal, like high school track. And it was a hundred, it was a 24 hour race or something like that. And so you just had to get to complete a certain amount of miles within 24 hours, whatever. He said that he showed up and he was, you know, he was already rich at that point. Cause he had started multiple, um, you know, successful businesses. He had a bunch of coconut water. He had this whole entourage with them, like nice lawn chairs and easy up and stuff like that. He said that there was this guy and this guy was doing the same race. He showed up with a box of like saltine crackers, uh, and like one Gatorade and a lawn chair. And he said that at mile 75 or something like that, the, that guy stopped and he took off his shoes and like all of his toes were broken. His blood was everywhere. He just taped his foot to his, like inside his shoes, like taped it all together, put his shoe back on and finished the rest of the race. And he's like, damn, I need to meet this guy. So he introduces himself to him and he goes, I want you to, to come live with me. And anything that you say, like, I want you to train me to be like you. Like, you're the hardest motherfucker I've ever met. I want to be like you. And so he's like, fine, I'll come. But anything that I say, you have to do. And so that's the whole book of Living with the Seal. Highly recommend it. Great book. It's crazy. He has another book called Living with the Monks. So he goes out to, uh, it was... I just listened to him talk about it too. Uh, it was in Canada and it was a type of Russian monks. And there are these people there and he went and he lived with them for two weeks and they strip you of everything. And, um, these Russian monks, the way that they make their money for their monastery is they, they raise uh, German shepherds and they're the best dog trainers in the world. Mm. And he said that he, his first night there, he goes and he stops and, um, he gets in about 6 p.m. and he goes, all right, prayer starts at 5 a.m. tomorrow. And he's like, well, what do I do for the next, like, you know, 18 hours or whatever? And he's like, I don't know, right, think. Closes the door, leaves him alone, and he's left alone with his thoughts. He said after 15 minutes, he's like, I don't know if I can do this. I think being alone like that would be, like, so, so challenging. Yeah. So challenging. But he said that at the end of it, because he finished it, at the end of his 15 days, he just, it put into perspective how much we consume and how much needless things we consume. Like we don't need to know all of those things. And he said it was really able for him to realign his priorities into being like, okay, do I care that I need to answer this email right away? You know, is it, is it that important that I need to answer right now or can it wait till tomorrow? And he said that his, like he just realized how his priorities had gotten out of whack. You know, I feel like that's what that time would really, really like put into perspective how long do you think you would do that for if you could do if not necessarily the monk thing but just like a very simple silent retreat like would you go all in seven days or would you be like okay three or four see three or four i actually think is attainable like i feel like i could do that right now seven is long enough for it to kind of freak me out huh i feel like an hour would fuck me up yeah. Well, you, didn't you say you wanted to go to the quietest room in the world? Oh, that sounds like the craziest, coolest thing in the world. I, in, in the world, I hear. I hear you can literally hear your blood flow. Like, imagine, imagine hearing that. Hell no, that's ridiculous. But I do, I do want to try that. I feel like that'd be a super cool concept to learn. 
because I, I just I think self self help self improvement anything can do to to better yourself as a person, not relying on anybody else, just you as a human being. I feel like that's very important. Yeah. In 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 every aspect of your life, um, and I think that'd be really cool to try out and see if we can, if it's something that I could even do. Because I'm like, yeah, I, I'm on TikTok for like, you know, probably at least an hour. All, all the time put together with the whole day like that's a lot that's a long time to be on tiktok you know yeah. what i mean like that's a long time to be on social medias and um looking for you know new clothes i'm gonna buy or like yeah. new the new video game or always studying for a test like you're i'm never i'm never just like just and then when i am i get present. anxiety attacks you know what i mean so it's like there's no there's no in between yeah so I, I would definitely like to really challenge myself in that aspect of being like okay nothing no talking like just live in those thoughts, consume it, learn how to move move past it, and it's like it's like throwing yourself in the fire. Yeah, you know, yeah. Nobody really wants it, but you kind of need it. Yeah, I, I do want to say, Jared Leto did one of those where he just left civilization for I think like twenty one days. He he left March sixth, two thousand twenty. Why do you remember that date? Think of think he's gone. <laughs> think think if you left civilization and just like went and didn't have any March sixth, twenty twenty was, was oh, gone wait, for twenty one days. Wait, so he he left when COVID was hitting. He left well, at the COVID start hit at the end of February. It, it but it didn't hit hit till like mid March. Yes, so he came back. Was he even allowed to come back? Yeah, because he wasn't. He was he was like in the desert in California or something like that. He was just off in some off the grid place. That's crazy. So he came back into the pits of hell. Dang! Could you imagine like the amount of things that had happened at that point to like one? I feel bad for the person that like his wife or whatever or husband. I don't I don't know who's married to, but like, could you imagine having to try to explain that to somebody? Like, hey, so there's, there's a there's a global pandemic. There's a global pandemic. We have a curfew. Um, we can't leave our house. You need to wear this over your face everywhere you go. By the way, we can't buy toilet paper. We, I was just gonna say that we <laughs> don't have toilet paper. That's crazy. But yeah, so while we were, I mean, we got off of it. But while we were on the topic of nostalgia, why don't we hit some slang trivia with Matt Drum? Okay. Slow, slow, slang trivia right. with. Drum. I'm Matt and Drum. so Matt, I'm gonna What's need up? you to. Close I, I your won't phone. close, but I just I scrolled up. So okay, Dalton, pull your phone out so I can unhighlight these things for you. Was it the ones I was looking at before? Because they were not unhighlighted or un- undarkened, whatever the word I'm looking for is. Well, this used to be something that we did for Matt because he was not up to date with all of the current slang. But since we're making it a regular segment now, it will encompass the entire spectrum of slang. Hell yeah! Ties in with nostalgia because it could be from any decade. We're going to go five at a time. All right, let's and do this. And Dalton should know most of these. I put the answers for the other ones. And we're, we're going to ask you. I'm so curious. We're going to ask you. <laughs> we're going to ask you to explain them. Right. Use them in a sentence. Okay. You ready for the first one? You know yeah. what? I feel like this is a good one to start off as we've been talking about this. What's that? Uh, well, this time. Uh, chia. Chia. Like, cha. Cha. It's, it's another way of saying yeah, but like a little more like pizzazz. Like, or cha. like cha. Like, 
it's like a sassy way to say yeah. Like when you're trying to be condescending to somebody, like put it in a sentence. Stop explaining. <laughs> put it in a sentence. I feel like that's a response. I don't feel like it's. You could definitely put that in a sentence. Like David asked me, Matt, do you even like lift, bro? And I was like, Cha, Cha, <laughs> <laughs> like Cha, dude. Yeah. Do you know what decade it's from? What decade? Uh, I feel like that's an older one. Uh, what is this? Cha, <laughs> the nineties. <90s? laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, is it really? Yeah. Surfer. Oh, oh, I see. Like, okay, Gary okay, probably okay. knows. Gary all right, Matt's one Seth for one. Knows. Seth, Seth knows. knows. Seth for sure knows. Uh, all right, you got that one. That wasn't bad. That was pretty good. Um, let's do uh, just because out of curiosity, I want to see where you go with this one. Hertz donut. <laughs> what? <laughs> A Hertz donut. A Hertz donut. Hertz donut. Dalton, I hope you know uh where to go with this. I have no fucking idea where to go All with right. this. Uh, Hertz Donut. Do you know what a Hertz Donut is? I feel like it's like you're trying to make it sound like it says Hertz Donut, but it's supposed to be like saying like Hertz, doesn't it? Like Hertz would Donut. You, do you want a Hertz Donut? Hertz Donut. Do you want a Hertz Donut? Do I want a Hertz Donut? Yeah. Is it jelly filled? No. Then no. Or then yes, I'll take one. Yeah. Wait, let me see your hand. I'll give you a Hertz Donut. No, hey, you oh, asked. Wait, David's going to give you a Hertz Donut. <laughs> Stop. Hertz Donut. <laughs> Hertz Donut. So oh! I was right. You got fucking pwned. So I was right. And also, no, it didn't hurt. Go back to the gym. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's like an English person trying to say hurts, doesn't it? No, it's a. It's like a prank. It's like a sibling prank. So is that a slang then? That's slang. I would argue someone, that. You'd ask, so someone, I, you'd ask someone, hey, you want a Hertz donut? And they'd be like, ooh, yeah, donut? Yeah, of course I do. And you punch them. You go, Hertz, that's, donut. That's like one of that those. That is not slang. That's a joke. I'm about to give you a Hertz donut. Hertz <laughs> <laughs> donut. All right. Ready for this one? Yeah. What is it? Sus. Sus. We talked about this one a couple weeks ago. Did we talk about sus? No. Yeah, we did. It's like sus. Like you're being like sus. I don't know, man. I don't think so. You're being pretty sus right now. I think we did talk about sus, but not in this context. Of, not in the not, not in, in the game. This, yeah, not in the not in the game. Not in the game. Oh, like you guys just explained it to me, and I yeah. forgot. Uh, sus, sus, sus. You're just being like. How do you spell it? S U S. Okay. Uh, Put in a sentence. I'm surprised this was the easiest one. I told Dalton. Yeah, literally. I, I told Dalton to to lick my foot, and he wouldn't do it. He's such a sus. <laughs> <laughs> so uh sometimes you can use it as like as like yeah i was i was talking to this person and they just like weren't understanding me and i was like oh that's hella sus like suspicious oh it means suspicious yeah i mean suspicious dalton's didn't really that was that kind of makes sense like you're like this person just walks away and you're like oh that's hella sus like, like if matt drank my drink and then he just like put it away and i was like hey who drank my drink and matt was like not me that's not even a good example. But he was Hold being, on. I got a better was, example. But he was shifting his eyes around. That'd be pretty sus. Or like somebody, some somebody smoked my cigarette. Wait, that's not even a good one. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched them, and they said it was them. But like, that's not sus. Or like, like you, like this murderer is being, is like walking around, and you don't know who it is, and you're in a room of five people, and all those five people are acting hella sus, so you don't know who the murderer is. Suspicious. Mm, I see. Yeah, suspicious. We all lost on that one. Yeah, you know what? I feel like it took me a while, but I got it. I feel like mine's still the best example out of everybody's. All right, next one. 
Hold on, I lost my phone. Um, okay, uh, slide in DMs. It's when you direct message like somebody on. I think there's a difference between direct messaging someone and sliding in their DMs. Okay, it's like every time Monique puts up like this cute like little <laughs> video in her dress, and all the boys come and they slide in her DMs, sending the fucking fire emojis and shit. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> see it. <laughs> look at look at your camera. And tell it. <laughs> uh, Does that work for you, Dalton? Does that suffice? Yeah, bro, it's super stuff. Can we do like a playoff this one where I use like really big words and Dalton has to Ooh, do that, that already? Too. That is already a game. We do that literally every time we have a podcast. You and David. Uh, we got we just sus cha sliding DMs hurts donut and uh, thirst trap. Thirst trap. Put it in um, a sentence. Well, first I wanted to explain it. I don't. I really don't know. Like I know, but I don't know how to explain it. What, what would you? Yes, Dalton, you got like your I, hand I up. Feel like All right, give idea. it to me. Uh huh. So it's like you have a cup of water. Yeah. And you. So like when I think of trap, I think of like trap houses, uh, cocaine, drugs. So I'm thinking is like you. You like you take a hit. You know. You get cotton mouth. You get cotton mouth. Your throat gets dry. Fuck! I'm thirsty in a trap house. I got that thirst trap. Cup of water. That's or, not or, it. or your forty, whatever you want, dog. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. You drink that shit. See, I'm gonna, you're not on that thirst trap no more. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that that's not it. Um, You'd be right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, right, but don't tell me that it wasn't close. I won't tell you that it wasn't. close. It, it wasn't close. Um, I'm on that thirst trap, dog. <laughs> Oh. I, I don't know. I actually don't know. So a thirst trap is when a guy or a girl posts videos or pictures that are intentionally made to be appealing towards the other person. So like when guys post shirtless pics of their ah. abs or girls post twerking videos or like the sexy selfies as Monique's doing right now. <laughs> <laughs> Those are thirst traps meant to get the fire emojis yes. and to get people to slide into their DMs. Huh. Oh, so this is all connected. It's yeah. all connected. All right. Well, I feel like mine was close, but that makes Almost, more sense. Yeah, so I'll stick with that one for know. now. There well, no, no drugs involved. But I'm on that thirst trap, dog. <laughs> there we go. Another song about that. Slang trivia. And so as we as we get here, we're going to we're going to do the first time on video our signature segment. What? Ready? One, one, two, three. Is it canon, bro? I don't like the way you sound in my ear. Sorry. And this is where we take a phenomena and we decide if it's real or not. If it fits the canon of our universe. And this week's topic is the lizard people. The lizard people. The lizard people. The lizard people. It feeds into the New World Order slash like Illuminati idea, but we're going to focus on lizard people. Okay. Start off. I got a story. For sure. Let's name some celebrities that we know for sure are uh, lizard lizard people. people. All right. You you start. Katy Perry. All right. Keep going. Justin Bieber. Yep. Keep going. Um, I would like to think... uh, What's his name? Stephen Aoki, the Steve DJ. Aoki. Steve Aoki. Stephen is his professional name. Is that the guy okay. that throws cakes in everybody's face? 
He is. Yeah. That's such a, like a lizard move. Um, <laughs> Why? Because <laughs> they got to catch you with their tongue. <laughs> Why'd you say catch it like that? <laughs> they got to catch it. Catch it with their tongue. Catch it with their tongue. I thought he was saying Kakashi from that's Naruto. <laughs> Uh, what else? Um, I want to say Johnny Depp's ex-wife. Oh, she. You think Johnny Depp found out, and that's why he's like, nah. No, I I think he almost found out, and he was getting on her case, and she was like, I'm gonna fuck your life up. He's like, hey, why do you why do you keep eating these flies? Like, I have great food right here. Did you stop? Why do you think lizards eat flies? I just feel like they do. They're like that's related a frog. To, no, but they're related to frogs, aren't they? Are lizards related to frogs? It's part of the reptile family, right? Yeah. But doesn't mean that this these are these are alien lizards. These are like the big motherfuckers. Yeah. Why don't you explain what the lizard people are? So if none of you guys have seen lizard people, think of like a baby gecko standing up. The Geico commercial I feel like gecko. They're very. Yeah. I feel like they're a lot bigger than that. Yes, <laughs> I'm saying that like the scales, um, uh, uh, Argonians. Uh, if you guys like like uh, fantasy, Argonians are considered lizard people. Um, so Argonians is basically any type of Argonian you, Argonian you see is is a type of lizard person, and that's what they actually look like. But they are able to shape shift and change themselves to look like humans. But since they have such a high intellectual power, they know what's like popping. They know how to make you know like. Obviously, make good music because Justin Bieber, you know, is always getting out those hits. But <laughs> they uh, they just know how to be on top, and they rule the government. They rule um, uh, anything, anything you think of. They they just rule. So the the whole the, world. the idea of, of the lizard people is that it's a species of lizards that are able to do everything Don just said, and they rule the world. They control the media, they control uh, the government, and they're really like the Illuminati is essentially like. They're made puppets. up, yeah, uh, made up of them, right? They're called the Anunnaki. They're popularized by David Ick, who thinks they are deities or like some kind of watcher angels uh, that are lizards and yeah. can shapeshift. Yeah, and I think that's super. It's super interesting because, like, you know, I feel like everybody when they first hear this, they're gonna go, "No, nah, like that's stupid." No way. Take a moment, honestly. Take a moment. Give yourself an open mind. This is a drummer drummer for Christ's sakes. Like, keep an open mind. Uh, and research it. Like, take time to watch YouTube videos. Watch the evidence on it. Like, yeah, I mean, Justin Bieber and Katy Perry, like, obviously, we're not going to question it. They're obviously Argonians. But, like, <laughs> like everybody, everybody else, like, the concept of understanding, like, how they were involved in the Egyptian era um, or uh, what's, what's, what's that called? I'm not going to say Egyptian era, but, like... Uh, the time of the pyramids, pretty much. I don't know how to say it, when that time was. Ancient times? Ancient, uh, ancient, ancient Egyptian Ancient times. Egypt, ancient Greece. Um, we'll call it Assassin's Creed origin time. Yeah, Assassin's Creed there origin time, you know. Uh, and you can see, you know, I think you can even see, like, in types of descriptions of, like, how they would draw, like, on, like, uh, hieroglyphics. Hier- hieroglyphics. <laughs> uh, on there, they would have, uh, like, examples of these lizard people on there and it's super unique They're, they look very different than the normal people that they would draw uh and so we're just slaves to lizard society and so pretty soon we'll, we'll all be slithering around drinking tequila oh yeah oh yeah and they're um, probably really good drinkers by the way fun fact so i t- tend to end up on conspiracy theory tiktok quite a bit uh, isn't it isn't it the funnest 
It TikTok is, experience. but I only watch TikTok at night. And I, I was telling dad this the other day. I have a really hard time going to bed after I watch these things. I think like, like our childhood and everything you all just heard in October <laughs> has really scarred me uh, because I watch a couple and I just can't go back to sleep. So yeah, anyways, yeah. and also I, for whatever reason, assume aliens and lizard people just means like imminent death. And I don't necessarily think I'm wrong, but it just helps me not stop touching your microphone. Sorry. Well, um, you're, you're not wrong. Cause they found that, let me find it, that they, we have neurons in our brain that only respond to snakes. Really? Yeah. And it's, it's a fear based neuron that could explain why we uh like there's so many people that have phobias of snakes yes and it's because we were slaves to the lizard yes. people and is an evolutionary thing mm-hmm. for us to be afraid of them it's in our mindset so you know what's funny is i ended up on conspiracy theory tiktok the I other feel day like this isn't gonna be funny <laughs> and i watched some things about the lizard people and there's this guy and he's like hey cheesehead guy no no i i, I like him but his, <laughs> his content's good but it, god he's it. annoying yeah yeah uh he's loud Anyways, so I watched it and it's like, yeah, you watch the whites of this person's eyes and it's a news reporter. And so basically this guy blinks and he like shifts and you see lizard eyes and then, you know, they play it. There's a graphic designer that's like, no, that's called this. It happens when editing, right? So then I see that and then I walk out and I see my beautiful girlfriend doing her thing. And so I go over naturally to bother her and I like push her and I start tickling her. Nice. She blinks and I see the whites of her eyes. And I literally had to sit there and I was like, am I, did she just like shift into a lizard person? Am I dating a lizard person right now? And when I tell you that I legitimately had to like stop and sit down for at least five to 10 minutes and think if Monique was a lizard person, bro, I decided I can't go on conspiracy theory TikTok. I've been, I've been swiping past them. I really want to watch, but you know, it's affecting my relationship. So I feel uh, like that's going to affect me and her relationship as well. Dude, I, I don't know if she's a lizard person or not. She might be. I really have to question it now. I now know. I got to actually look in there. Yeah. Like, do the facts. What do, first of all, what do lizards hate? What do lizards hate? Well, I, I, I hear some signs of a lizard person. Okay. Ready? Here we go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good eyesight and hearing. She has great eyesight, great hearing. Uh, hearing's whatever. Uh, <laughs> she just re- doesn't want to hear your bullshit. That's different. <laughs> <laughs> Red hair. Almost. Love of space. She does love her space. Low blood pressure. Lowest. Unexplained scars on the body. Psychic abilities. Compassion for the fate of humankind. Predominance of green or hazel eyes. And they change color like a chameleon, but also blue eyes. Just throw brown in there. Why not? That, that's a quote. That's a quote from the website of how to determine if someone's a lizard person. And a okay. sense of not belonging to the human race. So some. So along the lines of saying, like, I just feel like I'm different. You need. You're built different. You're built. You different. could be a lizard person. I feel like that has a different meaning. In. Uh, oh, never mind. So those are some signs <laughs> of a lizard person. So so take your significant other, anybody of authority in your life, and run them through all of these. And if you're ginger, I'm sorry, you're just a lizard person. And, and, and you know, if, how many? Five, one, two, three, four, five. And six, and if seven, this eight, if like nine. if this is how you have to find out, this is how you have to find out. All right? I don't know, Matt. You've got some pretty psychic abilities too. It's kind of sus. I feel like what? Mo <laughs> Mo has like eight out of nine of these. Yeah, dude. Too many. I feel like Mo is uh, the lizard king. Queen. Lizard queen. They're also meant to be a global ruling class who is like responsible yeah. in order to keep keep 
like uh, control. Yeah, they they create every conflict, and they are on both sides. The the Anaki are the bad people. The Anaki are They're the bad guys. The good and bad guys. Not necessarily. I've heard Anaki are mainly the bad guys. So the people that the 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 tall whites that live underneath us are the good people. They're the gods that we look up to. They're the they're the um they're the reason why we believe in a higher power because we saw them. They did all these things for us. They're called the great whites and they live underneath us. And the Anaki ruled the top floor. I wonder if that's the same as L.A.'s lizard people. L.A. has its own theory of lizard people. Really? You know, remember that one uh, that one. Oh, fuck, what was it from? Um, one of the one of our presidents was giving a speech and they had it this bodyguard. Obama. Was it Obama? It was Obama. Obama was giving a speech, and there was a bodyguard, and his face, like the way they shot the camera and everything, it was just, it was a crazy, a crazy video. Of him. And he just looked like a lizard. Like he legitimately looked like a lizard. His whole face shape was different than everybody else's, hmm. and like it didn't seem like you know sometimes you get like the the grittiness of the camera where everything's kind of like shaped. Not this one. This one was like you. It just looked very like it was. There was no reason why the lighting could have been off on it. It was very weird. And I remember watching that that video over and over again. Like, the lizard people go back and they see that video. And, like, that person gets scolded. They say, come on, bro. This is, like, shape-shifting 101. Like, you can't just fucking make a human face. Like, do I I need to send you back? Who's who's to say that the lizard people aren't responsible for the Mandela effect? Or 2020. I mean, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying, just think about this. If... The Anaki were in charge of everything from the beginning point of time, right? <laughs> Think about this. They're in charge of everything. So everything they do is planned. They know what they're doing from the start. Why the fuck are you laughing so much? <laughs> because David put a fucking comment right here. And it says, I don't know. When asked if he was a lizard, Mark Zuckerberg said, I am not a lizard. Pretty sus if you ask me. <laughs> That's hella sus, David. I agree. That is hella sus. But what I'm saying is, sorry. Back to my point. Yep. Everything they do is planned. Mm-hmm. They control the social media aspects. They control. Um, they control what we see on TV. They control what we hear on the radio. They control what we do in our daily lives. They're controlling us, you know, for the coronavirus, right? Like they might have made it happen, you know, and now they're like trying to see how many people they could take out. And see who's the strong will survive, stuff like that, yada yada. Um, I'm just saying, like, it's possible that they're letting us see us see them more and more and more, as is to see how our reaction will be, and to mm. slowly bring us back, so they can stop hiding themselves and they can make us the slaves they want us to be. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And then we're back to making pyramids. So we've just gone over all of it, but is it canon? Uh, I say, I, I say yes. I think it's canon. Oh, it's so canon. I I mean, I don't know. There's If you guys ever have time and you guys ever like, are tired of fucking watching Hulu shit, get this thing called Gaia. Um, it's It'll open your eyes and open your... What What is Gaia? It's Gaia is a yoga. Uh, <laughs> it's made to look like a yoga app, but in uh, when you actually go into it, it's a... Uh, it literally has documentaries on documentaries on documentaries on the Area 51, on uh, aliens, on the tall whites, the great whites. So it's the, all the like conspiracy theory documentaries. Everything you could ever want to learn 
in documentary form with with scientists with um people who have have experienced these things and it's all like there's not really a lot of like it's not hollywood-esque like they don't show like live examples it's them explaining it and them putting them into like charts and stuff as to why this works how it can happen again and why it's happening now and they talk about everything you could think of and even things you've never heard of and they they really teach you about everything so i think it's super cool you guys should check out gaia it's a it's a it's it's just an app you can buy you can pay like i think 12 bucks a month for it but it's dope oh yeah all so right, like it. I think double it's, canon. It's it's, a, it's totally canon. Double, double canon. canon. That's pretty. There's things that I thought you would have said were canon that you haven't, and this was one that I thought you would not say was canon. Really? Oh, dude, I've been so convinced. I've been so convinced of this for so long. Yeah, I, he he's been convinced for a while. I'm more of a more recent. Like, all right, I can see it. I can see it. All it's right. Just, there's so much things going on in this world, man. Like, they're, I'm trying to find a reason. I'm just gonna blame the fucking lizards. <laughs> all right. Well, Matt, what do you? What are you squaring up with this week? What am I squaring up with this week? I'm squaring up with Humpty Dumpty. That bitch fell off the wall. And Humpty Dumpty is what I call my car that broke down. <laughs> I am carless, people. Uh, so it turns out <laughs> that if you've been following this for any time, you've probably heard that I've had a lot of cars. And I consistently have car troubles, which I don't know why. It just keeps happening. However, this car problem was I was driving on the freeway. I got this large clunk in my car. It kicked super hard. It wouldn't let me out of first gear. Took it to a mechanic. Said it needed to chugging, take chugging. it to the dealership. Took it to the dealership. As I thought it was a transmission issue because I've already had this transmission replaced in my car. And the car, for everybody out there, do not buy a 2013 Ford Focus because the transmission uh, goes out. There's been a bunch of recalls on it. And also, so I get a call from the dealer and I'm like, hey, what's going on with my car? And they say, Matt, what's wrong with your car is your clutch. So you need a new clutch. In my head, I'm like, that's an easy fix. All right, cool. I'm out a couple hundred bucks. Should be a quick, easy fix. I'll get it back. And so then I say, how much is the clutch? He says, $4,000. And then I go, $4,000? And he goes, yeah. But he's saying it as if it's normal. I'm like, that's so fucking expensive for a clutch. Like, what the hell? So then I hang up, and then I call my dad because he has a good mechanic. I'm like, hey, call the mechanic and ask him why the clutch is $4,000. As it would turn out. The 2013 Ford Focus has a transmission that has the clutch inside the transmission. They didn't do this with the 2012 or the 2014, (laughs) only the exact year that I bought. So uh, needless to say, I don't have a car right now. I will hopefully be getting one soon. Um, I think I have something figured out. But that's my square up with the week is with my 2013 Ford Focus. So funny. Dalton, what are you squaring up with this week, bro? Oh, Here's my dilemma. So, I mean, I'm not a big fan of button-ups. But the <laughs> biggest reason why is the top button. You Nobody nobody can fucking tell me that if they got a thick neck like I do, that they can fucking put that top button on. It's literally impossible to do by yourself. Why don't you just leave it on button? That's the thing. Is I, I don't know. I like to see it buttoned up all the way. Not normally for like, like obviously when I'm going out, like I'll undo it. But it's like I just want the satisfaction of seeing it all put together. It's more of a personal thing. Like I don't need to show off anybody. But I just want to button it all up together all the way to the top and just see how it looks. I know I won't like it, but I just have to do it. <laughs> and it takes me five to ten minutes to get this top one and it hurts your fingers. Mm-hmm. It's the worst thing in the world. Yeah. Top button is bullshit. 
Why do they put it there if you can't fuck do, do it? Do you think it would help if like they like made it like slightly bigger? You think you'd be able to get like, I think it would look stupider. Yeah. I already think the button up there is pointless. So why do they do it to tease me? You know what I mean? Like I have to I have to put it all the way up there. So why are they doing it to tease me and know that like, oh, he probably can't do it. It's gonna hurt his fingernails, but we're gonna do it anyways. You know? And then when you have dress shirts, you've had this problem. I've had this problem. We all have this problem. We have to put the tie on. But you have to button up everything to put the tie on. Yeah, that top one is a, is a Come thing. on. You can't tell me you haven't gotten really fucking pissed off about it. Yeah. I'm getting fired up talking about it, baby. So what that means is that you should buy the next neck size up when you buy your dress shirts. I like to look good in my shirt, so it has to be fitted. Just get it tailored. Just buy a size up and get it tailored. I get it fitted. That's what tailored is. You can no, get, it's it is, so it, thick on my neck. What? You can get it fitted, but just get a size up and then go get it tailored. That's so much more work. I just want to buy the shirt and have it fit me. Why would I? Why would I not? I do not want to hear you talk about clothes not fitting you right. Why? Because I have the thighs of somebody that has a forty-two okay. inch waist, and hey, I have the leg dick. length hey, of somebody that a has dick. a twenty. Shut up. Chill. Shut up. Shit, dude. All right. Grab your dick. Well, due to the week, or right, David, what are you squaring up with this week? Uh, I'm squaring up with coronavirus. <laughs> Uh, but for a, very, <laughs> for a very specific reason. All right, what's that? Uh-oh. So I've recently just gotten to reading more nonfiction books, reading, uh, and that was started with like subtle art and stuff. I get confused with this. I get confused with this. Nonfiction yeah. is fake. Nonfiction is real. Yeah, nonfiction is real life stuff. Oh, okay, okay. Fiction is fake. Uh, but the I like, I don't know exactly what I want to read next. And when I when I come to that, I usually stroll the library aisles. The Witcher. And I go to the library <laughs> and I walk down and I check out. I'm like, what looks good? I can't do that right now because yeah. all the libraries are closed. You can do that. Go on Amazon, go to the book section, and then just, just scroll. scroll, bro. It's- I don't know if 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 my library has Amazon books. I want to check these books out. You can like do on, a thing on, like, where you can Amazon. preview and you can read and do the same thing you would do in a normal bookstore. Even better, yeah, it reads to you. But there, if it's on Amazon, that doesn't mean that it's at my library. Oh, well, Amazon's connected to Audible. I think that must, brings us to David, our David doesn't David. No, we're not sponsored by Audible <laughs> yet. Uh, but David likes to actually read the books. Well, David, uh, suck it up. It says the dude who is too mad to put the top button on his shirt. It's a legitimate problem, and more people than me have it. Okay? That's, all right. That's who I'm all squaring right. up with this All week. right, squaring up with library. I'm sorry if we – I feel like we shot down David squaring No, up I just feel like there's plenty of ways to solve that issue. There is. There's plenty of issues to solve – ways to solve all our issues. Not mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I think we all, we all complained a little bit, but this it's okay. Just, this is our, our time to vent. Our time we can to vent about whatever we want. Yeah. All right. Tacos. All right. What's the next one, David? Oh, hold on. Oh, one quick segment. Oh, also square enchiladas are just wet burritos. Why do we deal with enchiladas? They're just a wet burrito. Why don't we just have a wet burrito? He's brought this up to me multiple times, and I don't know how to answer. Is this, this your woe, dude? This is my woe, dude. Your woe, dude of the ah, week. I made. I thought about this yesterday, and it's been stuck in my head. You know, what? I probably could have answered that if if I'd been able to get an enchilada when we went to Taco Bell. That's who else I'm squaring up this week. Taco that's Bell a good only square. takes cash. Yeah, that's, that's a total stupid. good square. It wasn't taking a credit card. It yeah. only takes cash during a coin shortage. Square up, Taco Bell. A coin shortage. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I can... A coin shortage. I can get behind that, but enchiladas smell really gross, so I, I won't get behind that. You don't like enchiladas? enchiladas? Okay, no, I they love taste enchiladas. Good. They smell awful. They smell like after you finish the bathroom, before you eat it. 
Well, who the Actually, fuck is making I, I enchiladas? Wanna, I want to change my square. I'm squaring up with you, David. <laughs> that is not right. Like, I, like, do I think enchiladas are like a, just a smaller whip weparito? Yes. Um, but also, like, enchiladas are very good, and I think you're very wrong for thinking that. I like right. eating them. What is your woe due to the week, Dalton? Wait, what's this? Crazy facts or stories? That was it. That enchilada was oh, a wet burrito. Oh. Yeah, yeah, no, that. Yeah, I'm oh. definitely gonna oh. stick with that. Right. I'm. Thinking, I want everyone to really focus on that. All right, uh, David. What's your woe due to the week? Matthew um, doesn't have one yet. My woe due to the week is finding <laughs> that uh, the Greenland shark exists, and they're uh, they're 500 years old. What's the Greenland shark? It's a shark. Oh no, shit! Don't Sherlock. say that. Is it in Greenland? I don't know if it is. I just I know it's 500 years old. So this yeah. thing has been around since the 15. This thing has been around since King Arthur. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, hold on. How well, old is it? 500, 500 years. years old. That seems way too short for it to be King Arthur time. See, Dalton, but your idea of counting is very off. <laughs> like, so your 500 is actually way longer than what it is in your head. No, on camera, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> The way I found uh, out about that was because I saw that they made a new Shark Boy and Lava Girl movie. Did they really? No. Yes. No. Taylor Lautner is not reprising his role as Shark Boy. Why? Who's Good Lava Girl? Wait, who's Put Lava Girl? Down. The same girl. Oh, she she got. Is this a sequel? Yeah. <laughs> There's a sequel. They nostalgia, have a, everybody. A, <laughs> bro, no, I love that. I okay, yeah, did. total nostalgia. Yeah, <laughs> I love that movie. Matt, what's your will do to the week? My will do to the week is that there are scientists that found tiny little like organisms or worms, and they were frozen. They found them in Antarctica. Did they scream in water? <laughs> <laughs> And they took it to the lab and they thawed them out and a handful of them came to life and no. are now moving around. What? Yep. What do you feed worms? I don't know, but it's like, like How big are they? No. But they're they're how they're, old? They're like microscopic, but they're like thirty thousand years old or some shit. Like super, super, super old. Like ancient old. They wow. thawed them out. They've been frozen for X amount of years. They thawed them out and then they came to life. That's insane. Yeah. Like that was that was before King Arthur. Yeah. Wow. All right, dude. Dalton, you want to ask the last one? What got you stoked this week, bro? What? Sorry, dude. Oh, I'll, don't you fucking point start? at me. Fucking. I thought I'd go last. Uh, what got me stoked this week? Uh, when I was also at that place, I was meeting up with this old friend Liz, who I used to work at Disneyland with. Nice. She's explaining how all the furniture she got, she got from dumpster diving. Nice. Like all you do is go behind Pier One, Bed Bath and Beyond, all these furniture places. Most of the time, they just throw, throw out the out. stuff. Just yeah. throw away the display. Set. Sometimes they destroy them, but like sometimes the most they do is spray paint them. So if you know how to restore furniture, even basic, um, you can get a lot of free stuff. And so like we learned the chairs we were sitting on Pier One, and it was just repainted and all, all done so honestly like that's, cool. I, that's like a dream yeah. to like be able to work at a furniture shop be like okay you can throw this out and be like you can destroy it oh <laughs> that's like a dream of mine i would love to destroy furniture free stuff always gets you stoked <laughs> that is true uh what got me stoked this week honestly that book that i've been reading that kind of tied into the whole mindfulness thing uh I just like I mean I just like the idea of being able to improve and always get better and like being able to put out what I want into the universe and having it like 
come back, you know, living expectantly. So that got me pretty stoked this week. That's pretty good. Yeah. What got you stoked this week? What got me stoked this week was uh, this droid, my B1 battle droid that's up there right now. He's coming back together, man. He's going to be a huge set piece for uh, anything we do in this podcast. Um, if anyone wants to argue with me, they can fight me. I will fight back, and I will not let you win because that is going to be the coolest motherfucking thing that we have. I'm so fucking excited to get this whole thing put together, and thank you to our producer, David, that I'm paying to do this, so I want to say thank you to get this done. Um, so you retract your thank you. I, yeah, <laughs> I said thank you for the podcast. We retracted it after for friendship, um, so that's going to be really dope. I'm super excited for the future and what I can do with that, what kind of... Uh, Weird ass shit but you put on the droid. You know what got us both stoked this week? Is this sign. This sign is so freaking cool. And it you can mean, change colors. This sign? You gotta point it at it. This <laughs> I mean <laughs> point it at the D. Why are you so bad? That sign? That sign? I like the green. That was nice. Yeah, that's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, so been super cool about that. Super stoked on that. Um but yeah. So there we go. It's pretty dope. All right, everybody. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Go ahead and follow us on all of our social media platforms at Drum Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. And follow us on our YouTube channel, Drum and Drummer. Make sure you use the and symbol. Don't type in the word and. And if you're watching this, click the subscribe button below. Hit the notifications. If there's anything of interest, we will leave the um, TikTok handle for our friend uh, in the description below. And as always, everybody stay safe. And when you're watching this, happy Black Friday. Happy Black um, Friday, everybody. Stay safe. Um, happy Thanksgiving, too. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, it's basically going to be Cyber Monday on Friday because I don't think a lot of people are going to be doing the whole shopping thing. But yeah, yeah. It's gonna be, interesting. be safe either way. Be safe, have fun, eat lots of food. And as always, we will see you guys next week. Until then, I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.